0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690, Anna Jarrett Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I mean, you can point out
1: uh, some of the penalties today that obviously hurt. Um, and that's just it's something that you have to be able to limit in football. Um, I mean, we're a young team. you got to learn from these uh, mistakes and execute it fast. The NFL is a, a rough league if you uh, make those kind of mistakes over and over again.
0: you got to be able to turn it around and learn from your mistakes and not do it again. Um, I, I know I trust the guys uh, on defense, the guys, the, their will and their want to. Uh, I know they're going to do their best to, to be able to uh, correct that. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the guys just keep on building, and keep on going. Thanks, Dustin. All right, Thank we'll you, too.
1: Oh, I thought that was John Brown.
0: That is uh, Joe Schober. The Jacksonville Jaguars. That must be a tough um, tape to watch. Right? Like, when you watch a tape, like, Detroit. I would dread that, yeah. When do you leave the the film room, though? And you're like, a lot of times you leave the film room. And you say, like, offenses a couple weeks ago, I would have said, well, if James Robinson didn't get held, or if Eifert caught that ball, right, It's more points on the board. So you can say two or three, four, six plays, whatever it is. But when you have a game like that, or the Miami game, and there's really not, like, how do you leave that? You're not so, like, hey, we could fix this, 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 and this. No, it's like, holy crap, we stink if right. we play like this.
1: So listen, first of all, I mean, there's nothing worse as a player than going into a film session after performances like you've seen the past four weeks, right? And, like, let's take, like, that Miami game, for example. Defense looked horrible. Ryan Fitzpatrick running all the Jacksonville Jaguars and things like that. So, like, you dread coming To the the facility to watch that film because you know it's gonna be bad. Now keep in mind you have to dress it and you have to get better with it, but like you just kind of like that that pit in your stomach where it's like, oh, this isn't gonna be a good one. But like usually how that situation can go, and this happened with every coach that I've ever had, where it's like, all right, so you had that bad game against Miami, right? Thursday night football, your house, you get embarrassed, and like maybe you have like this play where you get shaken out of your ankles and you get like truck sticked, whatever the reason may be, but you have a bad play in the third or fourth quarter. And all of a sudden, the coach makes you watch it as a team. The whole team is around you. We're breaking it down. All of a sudden, the coach goes, you know what, guys? This is enough. This isn't who we are, okay? This right here, what I'm seeing, it's not who we are. So let's go on to the next week here. Let's get ready for, I think it was Houston, right? It was, it was the following game after Miami? or? Yes. Was, yeah. Let's get ready for Houston. The, this game is behind us, no, and Cincinnati, let's go. I'm sorry, Cincinnati. Let's get ready for Cincinnati. On Cincinnati. to Cincinnati. So let's go on to Cincinnati. This game is behind us. I'm, I'm going to finish the film because... That's not us. So, like, you went on a big, oh, my play is not going to be up there. We're on to Cincinnati now, and you feel good about yourselves. And then what happens? You go to Cincinnati, and then Houston, and then Detroit, and it's more of the same, right? Those film sessions right now, Brent, they cannot be easy. And, and there, there's always so much of where you can be like, all right, well, let's go on to Detroit. Let's go on to the Chargers. Let's go on to our bye week. You got to break it down, and you got to try to get better. So I think those first couple games where you started to go downhill a little bit, those are rough. But these games right here, this Detroit game especially, it's going to be a hard one to watch. I
0: was going to ask you this for later in the week, but I think we're on it right now. So uh, let me, if you want to talk more about it later in the week, we can. Mm -hmm. You've now you've seen the NFL. You guys had a good little run in ten. It was your rookie year. You kind of, you know, just a young pup in the league, if you will. Um, Then the misery of two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Of course, Mm -hmm. which is kinda like this right now. I mean, who knows if it gets to two hundred fourteen, one and fifteen, whatever it might be. But it's there's just a miserable stretch in the season. Yeah. Where you basically like, listen, we're gonna try like heck, but we kinda know we're not very good, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, what would you if you could if they if they had you in that room right now? Right? Yeah. Because you say, like, listen, it's partly the coaches. Coach is going to put you in a better position. Coach is going to change things. Coaches communication has to be better to get them to do what you want to do. That's what we said at the top of the show. There's right. a lot of blame on the coaches right here, but this is a players league still. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they haven't been told to do some of the things that they're not doing yeah. and executing the right way. And so as a veteran guy, If you're Joe Schobert, if you're Miles Jack, if you're Avery Jones, see what you got to be a little careful of. And I I even wonder if Calais ran into this Mm -hmm. is that even the players get tone deaf to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're trying to help, trying to help, trying to help. But you're almost like an extension of the coaches and it's not working. And like, yeah, whatever, man, whatever, man, whatever. So how do you say it as a veteran player? To some of these other guys, what are you trying to fix? Because in my opinion, you can't fix everything in a week. You might not even be able to fix everything in a
1: month. Yeah. So first of all, uh, Twitter's on fire right now. Thank you for posting what you posted. What'd what did I, I do? do? What What's it like being the Jaguars building? Well, A-Train 92 helped the Jaguars to a 2-14 record back in 2012. <laughs> Hey, so, so, no, no, so, so, no, fire no, no, you excuse up. me. So you, you say that you want my opinion and everything, but before we get into my opinion, we set it up, you feel the need to chastise me and make fun of me before it. Well, I don't make fun Hey, so, so, so you want me to, I don't know, Brent. You, you figure it out. Were you on you that could come roster to the team 2012? Yes, I was, sir. So I don't know how will you answer the question. Then obviously, you don't value my expertise. I, I do. I uh, got okay, you. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. You lived it. You, so you were listen, part of it. So you are asking right now more from a player's perspective with a coach's perspective. If I am Avery Jones, if I am a vet in that locker room, what, what do I tell this team right now? Right? Yeah, That's because you got to get. I mean, you get you again. Seriously, I
0: am I half kid, but yeah. you did. You did live it yeah it's a miserable time yeah you know you're hearing all this stuff i don't know if you guys heard it or not you are probably more apt to hear it now but you're like what 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 do we do man i mean these guys all won in college by the way. most people win in college you don't lose to this extent so you've never done this before it's really hard in the nfl
1: because even if a bad year in college is like six and six Mm. you don't lose five in a row yeah so i'm going to tell if i'm Avery jones If I'm somebody else, I'm going to tell those players the exact same thing that Daryl Smith and Jeremy Mincy told me back in 2012. If we don't start playing with more effort and having that dog in us, we're going to be gone. Not only the coaches, but we're all going to be gone. And we're going to go our separate ways because they're not going to keep us. They're going to bring some new coaching staff in here, and they're going to clean house because you know why? We suck right now. And the last thing coaches want to do is be around a team that sucks. It was simple as that. Like – To us, we understood, understood, listen, back in 2012, since you want to point it out so much, we understood that from a talent perspective, we weren't the most talented team. Now, we lost a lot of overtime games, a lot of heartbreakers, probably could have won a couple of those games. It is what it is, though, right? We won two games, unacceptable. And we understood that teams out there had better personnel, maybe a little better coaching, um, just a better setup, and obviously better quarterback play as well. Those are important things. But we all understood that we had to go down swinging because if we didn't, jobs were going to be on the line. All right, We understood that regardless of how these games looked on, you know, on paper, if we're getting beat by 20, 30, we had to put good film out there because when the new coaching staff comes in, they're going to look at that film. And they're going to see who can we go with going forward and who's out. And you know what? From that season up until now, the only guy left on that team is Avery Jones. All right? From my last rep as a Jacksonville Jaguar up until now, Avery Jones is the only guy that's left on that team. The only guy I played with. It's wild. Avery Jones. That's it enough said. Now, he still owes me money. All right? And we have established that many, many times before. Avery talking to you, I don't care if it's Venmo, we we have to go paper. We can go paperless. I understand COVID-19 right now. Times are tough. Let's go paperless. Let's go Venmo. Let's go PayPal. Nonetheless, though, that's what I would tell these guys in the locker room. Like, guys, we're probably not going to turn around, right? We're, we're not going to win a lot of games. But what you can do for yourselves right now, cuz a lot of you won't be here next year, is you can put good film out there and play hard.
0: Yeah, and almost seems um I guess because... that's
1: and, like. That's and one other thing. You know what's crazy about that whole conversation that Mincy and Daryl Smith got in front of the locker room and kind of had this little pileup? So pile they did. Up? They kind yeah. of brought the locker yeah. room up. You know what's crazy about that, though? They were gone, too. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, those, those were the maybe guys could, but Daryl yeah. Smith yeah. shouldn't have. But I'm just saying, like, those were like, the leaders in that locker room. Gone. And they were gone. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, the what, What's fascinating about that is... Basically, I think you got to be a little careful of this in football. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell me if I'm reading this the wrong way, but it's like, hey, in a sense, it's do your own job and do it at the best level you can possibly do it because you might be gone if not. But that also will help us if you're doing your job at the best possible level. Mm -hmm. So it's a wake up call. Hey, get your stuff together or you're going to be somewhere else or maybe not on any roster. Um, the way this business works. Yeah. But the, then do you have to guard a little bit against, hey, uh, just, it's all selfishly motivated. It's not about the team anymore. It's no. more like, hey, I've got to take care of myself. I've got to make sure, if you're not doing your job, well, that's on you, but I'm making sure I do my job. Yeah. It's a weird mix, right? Because no, the ultimate team game, and that's, I, ironically, that's what you have to do. You have to do your job and not worry about the other guy's job.
1: Correct. But I think at the end of the day, and I had a, a couple coaches say this to me, um, coaches I, I, I hold in high respect. I had a coach once tell me that, you can't lead anybody if you can't lead yourself. So you have to get yourself right in the mirror first, and then you can lead. Right now, I think on this team, especially on that defense, there's a lot of guys that don't have themselves right, okay? Whether it's playing out of position, whether it's not following the get, whatever the rules may be, there's a lot of guys right now that aren't doing their job. Now, some of it could be a talent standpoint, but a lot of it's mental as well. So you need those guys to get their minds right first of all, and then when they get their minds right, then it can rub off on the team a little bit. I think right now, to prove your point, there is a bunch of individual players that are doing well. And some individual players are doing really bad. But at the end of the day, it's not gelling well, right? Because if, if one player makes a mistake, well, then all of a sudden it seems like it, it snowballs. Now, this guy's making a mistake. Yeah. That guy's making a mistake. You can't have that.
0: No. You have to be all on the same page. No, it's, it's funny. It's like I say this in baseball a lot. It's a lot of times to the kids, I'm like, be a stopper. Right, You Mm -hmm. don't want to be part of that miserable inning where walks and pass balls and then you boo to play, too, and all that stuff. Be a stopper. Mm -hmm. Well, right now, they don't have a stopper. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a different game. I mean, no doubt. uh, But still... Go make a play. Like, a, Listen, DJ Chark's a good player. He's probably not getting thrown the ball early enough or often enough. Mm-hmm. But he also had a play down the middle of the field where he got out-wrestled mm-hmm. and didn't catch it on a beautiful throw. Mm-hmm. Guys in the NFL make the play. Mm-hmm. Make the play. Mm-hmm. Right? So even DJ Chark, who is really hard to criticize too much, he's mm-hmm. a good football player and he's not getting enough action, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. And he's playing through a little bit of an injury as well and ready to go. Make your play. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you can complain after the game about I was open, but the quarterback can also complain about I put it right on your numbers and you didn't catch it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So I, it is. A, it's an interesting thing. And that's what I, I try to find. Like, uh, where does it go that wrong? You know, how do you and then when it's all wrong, special teams is bad. Defense is bad and offense isn't going well. Mm. So where do you fix? And that's what Doug Marone's put his hands up right now, I feel like, and trying to fix it. But I like I got to believe the answer is to simplify. <laughs> and, and and you know bigger picture it kind of leads us going back to 2012 which wasn't intentional but it leads you back to the owner of the football team in Shotcon. Mhm. You got to wonder what he's learned. Uh, listen, what's easy to say is Khan has been a good owner. They haven't won many games and, and that's the point you're supposed to win. All this stuff. I could also give you a lot of things. I think khan has been been—it's been beneficial that they have the ownership, you know, uh, on and off the field, stadium, whatever. You, you, we can argue about that stuff, and everybody's really uh, down on, on Shad Khan right now, so not getting into that part of it. But I think what's clear as day is he's a new owner in sports. Yeah, his soccer club has been up and down and not very good. And his football team has not been very good. This is a wise businessman. Is a self-made billionaire and one of the richest people in the world. Guys, a very intelligent person uh, and savvy. Mm-hmm. But he has not been able to push the right buttons in professional sports. My guess is you learn a little along the way, right? And what I'm interested in now is because, again, you can sit here and point to the owner, owner, owner. It's, Chad Khan will be the owner of the football team in 2021, you know. He's going to be the owner of the football team in 2022. He ain't going anywhere. In 2023. And so how do you get it fixed after Malarkey didn't work, Gus Bradley, Dave Caldwell didn't work, Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone worked for a year, Tom Coughlin then didn't work, now Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell aren't working. So how do you fix it? What route do you take? What do you learn from some of those things? I think it's so critical right now uh, for... Shad Khan, like, my my biggest criticism of Shad Khan, I think, is that I don't know who's running the football program.
1: Do you? No.
0: But it's not so, like just to be now fair. it's like I don't I at I times who
1: was, is. I wonder if I sense since Tom Coughlin was last year and the year before,
0: you know. Well really, okay, that's a good point. Yeah. I think the seven in seventeen it was crystal clear who was running the program. Correct. Coughlin was. Correct. Right? Yes. Uh from uh I wanna win lunch mm-hmm. to you're not here at voluntary OTAs yeah. to be here on time to everything. He was running it. Doug mm-hmm. Marone was the coach, hand-picked coach, but Shad Khan, I miss, excuse me, Tom Coughlin was running it. 18 to 19, there was this curiosity and shift, right? Mm-hmm. Because I thought for sure there was a 180 being done, and now there became this three-headed monster of Coughlin, Caldwell, Marone, who really is on the same page, who's making these decisions, who is Shad Khan confiding in? Mm -hmm. Right. Because for the couple of years in shotgun and say, hey, Tom Coughlin's our business guy, much like I'm sorry, our football guy, much like he says, Mark Lamping is our business guy and said, those guys are going to tell us what's going on and we're going to get the read from them.
1: Coughlin, who's he getting a read from right now? But Let me ask you this, though. Whose idea was it to bring Tom Coughlin in the first place? Whose idea was it to let Tom Coughlin hang on as long as he did? Whose idea was it to bring Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell back? Was it, okay, I'm gonna ask you simple questions. I don't know. Was it Shad Khan's idea? Does he have a board of advisors that he's talking to? Cause my point is, who, ever idea this is, it's not working. Okay. So whether it's Shad Khan calling the shots or people that he hired, either if you're Shad Khan, you got to hire people to make the, the better decisions or the people that you have hired, you need some new people in there. Yeah, and, and because they, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, no, good, but they they've had different. This
0: is where I think it has been a bit confusing. Like I don't know, was Gene Smith and Mike Mularkey were they actually pushing the buttons at the time, or was Shad pushing the buttons? You know, mm-hmm. was. Uh, when Dave Caldwell and Gus Bradley got in, were they just working as a tandem guy? How much was Tony Khan involved? How much was Jad Khan overseeing? Or was he a distant owner, which many people believe, with all the other things that he has going on? Hmm. So now you have rookie coach, rookie GM pushing the buttons, directing this thing. And certainly you lean on your football people. But there still needs to be an overseer of sorts. Every business has that. Then you go to Coughlin. Coughlin's the one time you knew it was crystal clear. It was like, hey, I'm hiring Tom, and I'm going to listen to whatever Tom says. Yeah. Like, that was the one time that I'm crystal clear. Shad Khan was like, whatever you say, Tom. Yeah. like I don't think he had anything to do with anything for the first, like, year or two of Tom Coughlin until I think it was required for him to step in Imagine. on the Ramsey stuff and everything that started to go wrong. Yeah. Listen. Do you agree? Like, But otherwise, like, Caldwell Marone, I know they're both reporting to Shad. Yeah. But is Shad making the pivot earlier this year to trade away Calais? Is he putting his stamp on that? Or is there a discussion about that? Like, I don't know, guys. This might not be a good idea. Yeah, We don't know that. No, and so don't. when you don't – Jerry Jones is running the damn Cowboys. Yeah. And he's making the decisions for the Cowboys. Yeah. Like, you know that. Correct. We You don't really know who's – like, we still don't know how
1: much Tony Khan is involved in the Jaguars. Sure. He might not be – at all. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying I want a Jerry Jones, right? Because I think there's a there's a fine line that you have to walk um, as an owner where it's like, yeah, you can be the voice, but you can't be like about me, 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 me. I think Jerry Jones is like that. All right? How many Super Bowls has Jerry Jones won in the past 20 years? Okay? so talk to me. We, so talk to me when he starts winning Super Bowls. So with that being said... Yeah, they sh- have questions about their owner, too. Sure. So w- with Shad Khan, though, listen... You have a coaching staff right now that, whether it's lack of talent or just not lack of preparation, but they aren't getting the message across. You have a GM right now who, let's be honest, this personnel top to bottom, it's not that good. Okay. So those are two things right now that if you're Shot Khan, you can control. Right. So I get people are, are like, you know, Shot Khan, well, Shot Khan's not going anywhere. We talked about this when, when you, when you're a billionaire and you have all the money. You have all the power. Okay? Yeah. And he bought the Jacksonville Jaguars. He can do whatever he wants to do. But I'm just saying if I'm Shod Khan and I'm the businessman, right? And I, and I made my millions in, in in a garage in the you know in the middle of basically nowhere. It's the true American story, and I'm a huge fan of it, and I got huge respect for that. But like the reason why Shod Khan got to where he is right now is because he had the right people under him. And if he didn't, I'm sure he got rid of them day one. Quickly. Right? You have to. Quickly. You have to. So you mean to tell me that the NFL, and listen, I don't know anything about brake pads, man. I don't know anything about a lot of stuff, but I don't know brake pads. I'm not sure how the car business works. But I got to think that if you had somebody underneath you that wasn't doing their job, it's not, let's just wait and see what happens. It's not, I'll give you another chance. It's, you're gone. And somebody else is going to come in here. This team, the past decade, you can say, and set aside from 2017, you've hung on you've you've had dead weight and you've given way too many chances the last time i checked the nfl is supposed to be the most cutthroat business there is with all the respect to selling brake pads but even more cutthroat than that and the fact that i see coaches stick up for other coaches the fact that i don't see any changes being made it just it begs the question well if not now then when like when are you going to try to put this thing over the top and be a successful business that's what this is. That's what Chad Khan's trying to do. You're trying to get money, right? Well, win Super Bowls. You'll get tons of money.
0: I think – I thought of it in this respect. And I understand business in terms of bumpers versus sports can be different and a lot different. But I did think about it in this respect. If there's something wrong and they need to meet a deadline in the bumper business tomorrow – And they bring me in, and I've never dealt with bumpers before, never done it. Or I've dealt with bumpers, but I've never done it at that level. And they really need me in a pinch. And you're my boss who brought me in. You're probably not Mm -hmm. making it too much longer. Mm -hmm. The Jaguars just brought in a kicker this week that they needed three points, potentially. And the guy never done it before. That's on the boss. The boss in this case is Doug Marone, Dave Caldwell, and those guys that are making those decisions. So, uh, um in that respect, I do think it, it works in, in a similar way. More on ShotCon, more on uh, Florida State when we come back. Gotta talk about their big win. That was a huge win for Mike Norvell. We'll go there when we come back on ESPN 690.
1: Austin Lane. I want you to put yourself in Leonard Fournette's shoes. Probably a little bigger shoes than you're rocking right now. Mm-hmm. Shocker, you're wearing sandals, and that's all good
0: though. Brent Martineau. Well, you, you are too. You're they're Martin. just like I
1: mean, they're just like, look I like I might Vans. as well be. I might as well be.
0: Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety background has more trusted Sam Howell right now than his kicker. Two costly drops.
1: Here's the play of their season. Howell. Howell. Dropped again. Third in a row. They would have had the first down. Devontae Williams could not catch it.
0: That is uh, Sean McDonough. And the Florida State Seminoles get the win on Saturday night. What a win for the Knowles.
1: I can't wait to show anymore. I seriously can. We're having some fun Is on we the work?
0: show. Yeah. We're having some, have some fun on the show on Twitter, <laughs> and uh will probably be a newspaper article about it tomorrow. Hey, people are sliding in my DMs right now,
1: <laughs> making sure I'm okay. I'm just saying, but I'm just people saying, just are concerned. On a
0: flat tire? That's yeah,
1: I got a flat tire too. By the way, so if my Monday can get any more peachy, and it's pouring rain outside, and my socks are soaking wet, so I do oh, where did
0: this rain came from, but it's not like a sprinkle. No, <laughs> it,
1: it's it, it, boring it, for 20 minutes. Did, did Money Mike Burish tell us this or not? Uh
0: yeah, dude. yeah, we gotta make look good, sure. We, we have to protect cool. them. Hide like over there, Chris. as you should.
1: <laughs> 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 you, yeah,
0: <laughs> Burish might be in like Iowa. True. real? Is he still do. Uh, might PTO? be on the road. I thought he looking was... for a what is it, derecho?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Careful now with that too. <laughs> Bosses get concerned. Uh he. Uh, yeah, I think. he... I don't know. I thought he was
0: on the away. Maybe he's not. Maybe like maybe. he's on
1: vacation or he's covering he something been. Yeah, big. I thought he was. Okay. Oh, no,
0: he's not covering. He well. I don't be, know if something's going on. He
1: must be the most fun to go on vacation with, though, because if you're at the beach, he's like, no, we have to go this week. This is when the weather's going to be the best <laughs> in this area. Point, he That's a good point, a good point. Probably a good guy to have like, as friends with
0: golfing, too, right? Uh, Yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. Yep. All right, hey, FSU, you see any of that game? I did, yeah. Pretty good game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, listen, I thought North Carolina would struggle as front runners. I didn't know Florida State would do that in the beginning, and it's a good thing they did that in the beginning because they didn't do much in the end.
1: Yeah, well, was it kind of crazy too? Like UNC kind of gave off that vibe, like they're trying to slow the game down a little bit, like a lot the, of runs. Like they respected yeah. Florida State's defense so much, which Out-thought you themselves. Shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: defense actually came to play, which was good because the defense has that kind of potential. Yeah, they just haven't shown it. Mm-hmm. And Marvin Wilson play. I mean, everybody. Marvin Wilson to... had a good.
1: He did himself some some
0: solid there in terms of his draft stock Yeah, they going turned forward. it up a notch. Yeah. you know. And, uh, again, they still almost gave it away in the end. But these days, to hold a team to 28 points Mm -hmm. that scored, I think, 56 the week before, and that's the way things are going in college football, I thought it was a pretty good defensive effort. They got some special teams plays, and they cashed in, and Jordan Travis did his thing. Listen, bottom line is... It's even, Break down the game as much as you can. Yeah. I don't know what it means for Florida State in terms of, well, now they're going to be this good and this good. No, it's just a huge win for Florida State. Yeah. It's a huge win for Mike Norvell. Yeah. By the way, he's got the coach's Show coming up tonight at 7 o'clock right here on ESPN 690. But it's a massive win. I mean, everything went wrong for yeah. Florida State yeah. since Mike Norvell has stepped in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. And they finally got this big win on national TV that they can go sell now. They say, yeah. hey, look, This will we, look, look where we were, look where we are. And that's what's the interesting part. They had a slow build in Notre Dame. There was like these moral victories that came out of it. Where do they go? I mean, do they now start to get a little bit better with a little bit more confidence and finally something in Tallahassee for the first time really in like
1: three years that seemingly has gone well? Yeah, well, first of all, you were right about UNC, man. Like you said, they're overrated. at I think number five they were ranked. Yeah. Um, you you might have been right, but let's be fair. I mean, UNC is so sure in that game at the end, right? They three, three drop passes in a row. But, yeah, to me, it's all about the confidence, right? Like, if you're Mike Norvell right now, you needed that win because it shows, you know what, what we believe in, it's going to work, you guys. If you guys buy in wholeheartedly, what we're building here, it's going to work. And that helps with recruiting. It helps with the younger players in that locker room. And most importantly, it helps Florida State going forward. So that was a monumental win for a lot of reasons.
0: I think, I've said this, I've been very consistent with my thoughts on Florida State. They stink, right? They're not very good, all those things. But if Mike Norvell, if you talk about messages getting across, right? Yeah. And, and if the coach, the new coach, which, by the way, if you're a new coach, your message should get across. But there's been mixed messages early on in Tallahassee uh, before they took the field. Mm. He's had COVID-19 to deal with. He had COVID-19 himself. Yeah. They've been miserable. They got curb stomped by Miami, one of their rivals. They, almost, they looked bad in the first half against Jacksonville State. But now if you go back and look at the second half, Jacksonville State, I know it was Jacksonville State, and then what they did at Notre Dame to show some glimpses and then this game up until probably like the last 10 minutes there's a lot of positive things there for Mike Norvell to build on i think it comes down to two things they have to continue to show the effort because you can you can fold the tent easy in college football especially big when things aren't going right and you have the draft to consider you can fold Marvin Wilson those kind of guys you can fold your tent you can worry about getting hurt all those things mm-hmm. But if he keeps getting this kind of effort, I think it's a great sign. I also think if they can show incrementally getting better on offense because he's an offensive guy. If they for. can do more things on offense. Now, they're still void of a quarterback, okay? Mm-hmm. They're limited at quarterback. But if they can show some improvement, get up and down the field. What did I say to you on Friday? If they could turn this into a little bit of a shootout, I'd feel pretty good if I'm Florida State because mm-hmm. now my offense is clicking. Bottom line is I don't know if they can get in a shootout. I, they just don't have enough of that on offense. But there were some positive signs on offense, cash, cashing in when they needed to and some other things. So I thought it was a great night for Florida State and good for the folks in Tallahassee because it's been a long few years. And, uh, heck, whether it was Florida, Miami, Georgia – Florida State, any program? I mean, I, I'm not, I don't have an allegiance to any, sure. but I don't like to see them down in the depths that they were down. Florida back for those couple of years, Tallahassee and, and Florida State these last couple of years, it just isn't fun. That's bad. And, it's, it's not college football, and it shouldn't be there. They're too yeah. good of programs to be like that. So, they're they're still a long way away. But that was a heck of a step on Saturday. Alabama, Georgia. I'm still not convinced. By the way, Mac Jones, return of the Mac. We talked about this, huh? I mean, we talked about this last night on, on Action Sports Jacks Primetime, mm-hmm. but, I mean, Mac Jones this year, I, I don't I, I don't like to say he's Joe Burrow, because first of all, he's a little bit different, and he's never going to be the number one pick this year, sure. and heck, I, I don't even think he's going to be a top ten pick, but is he climbing boards now? Based on what he's doing, I mean, you see his completion percentage
1: is no, 80%. Without a doubt. L- let me ask you this, though. As opposed to Joe Burrow last year, do you take some off the numbers right now just because of the landscape of college football where it seems like nobody's playing defense? And I get it. He did it against uh, probably the best defense in the country in Georgia. But do you take some off the hype right now, Brent? Or, uh, or do you buy into it? No, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, But I,
0: I could have said the same about Burrow. Burrow had his entire offense yeah. got drafted. True. His good entire point. offense. <laughs> good point. Got, Well, I shouldn't say they all got drafted, but they're all in the
1: NFL. The coaches are, too. A lot of the coaches <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you could say that Burrow <laughs> yeah. still looks apart. So good point. I think it's a little unfair. Sure. I, you've seen the growth of Mac Jones, his ability. We're not talking about eight yard routes. And then they're taking off and running. We're talking about these deep passes that are landing in the breadbasket. Yeah, you know he's dropping them in the bucket, and he did it against Georgia. That tape the other night is going to be huge. Georgia might be the best defense in the country. Give me the showcase. So what they did that, I and I still think there's a moxie about Jones because I don't know him well enough, and we didn't see this in high school, and mm-hmm. hasn't played enough uh, until this last little bit here last year and, and now this. But I told you this on Friday. He'll throw a pick six sometimes, but then he comes back. Mm -hmm. and he answers well, and uh, he didn't throw the pick six, but Mm -hmm. he got got off to a slow start, and then he came back, and he keeps coming at you, and so it's, it's good for, I think the mentality, if I'm looking at that part from Mac Jones, I don't think he's a great athlete, and that's where I think he might get hung up in the NFL, because... Joe Burrow can run, and these days everybody wants to throw and run, and you've got to be able to move. I'm not saying Mac Jones is a statue, but he's certainly not as agile as some of those guys, True, and I think that might be the holdback on an NFL stock rising even
1: more than it might already be doing. It's a fantastic point, because to be fair, Mac Jones, too, I mean, his whole offense is probably getting drafted as well. Running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, everyone's getting drafted. It's like Oprah Winfrey, you you get a contract, you get an NFL (laughs) contract, everyone's getting an NFL contract. And it's funny that you bring up the whole statue thing. Because I sat there and watched Joe Flacco last night. And I, and I, and I'll never forget what I told myself, I mean, Cause Joe Flacco had a horrible game. I'm not sure if you watched it. Um, Brent, there wasn't a first down converted until the fourth quarter by, by either team. All right. Now that was more of the Dolphins just, you know, thriving on offense, like getting the third down. And it was a lot of the Jets not having any success whatsoever uh, on their offense. But like, as I sa- sat there and watched Joe Flacco get sacked time and time and time again, I'm like, this guy won a Super Bowl. Like th- th- this guy was a Super Bowl MVP. Game Excuse is me? And that's it's exactly what I said to myself. I'm like, man, how how many years are we removed from the, the Ravens winning the championship? Which is a Super Bowl. T- I mean, 12. 12 years? Yeah. No, no, 2012. Okay, no. oh, yeah, exactly. So eight, or I'm sorry. Yeah, so eight, nine years, whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah. It seems like yesterday to me. But it's like wow, this game has evolved so much and I just sat there and thought like there is no room anymore for the statue quarterback. I mean, unless you have an offensive line and you know, all these pieces put in place, there's no room for it. If you are, you're a dinosaur and I and I get that vibe just a little bit. Not saying you can't do it, but with Mac Jones, you get that little bit of a vibe that he's kind of a statue.
0: Quite a few two thousand twelve references here on the show today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> I <said> the truth, <laughs> <laughs> igniting a firestorm. Yes, yes. The uh, I don't think that game meant a whole lot at the end of the day. I know we got all excited. Alabama, about Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Hmm. Uh, no, it could. Uh, it, I'm not saying there aren't scenarios where it, it couldn't be much, but I just don't think the loss for Georgia yeah. hurts them that much. In yeah. fact, I argue the point leading up to the game that it might actually help them to show a lot of good stuff. Be right there. Yeah. And if you don't win, that's okay. Much like the Giants and Patriots. Remember back like in 08? I think it was. Was that 08? When the undefeated Patriots they beat the Giants late in the season. But the Giants built confidence off that and then beat them in the Super Bowl. Remember? Yeah,
1: that, that was 07 or 08. Was it 07 or yeah, 08? I can't, I can't remember, remember yeah, which yeah, one.
0: Yeah. But, so, but you know how that happened? Yeah. Like late in the season, they played each other. Yep. And then there was some confidence built even in a loss. You know, I'm not saying yeah. it's all right to lose. Sure, Georgia would rather have won the game. Sure. But I'm wondering the long story deal here. If Georgia gets by Florida here in Jacksonville yep. and they have to face Alabama again, do they take some things out of that game? Like, hey, we're up 24-20 at halftime. Yeah. We gave them three picks, right? Yeah. We broke down a couple of times. You know, That's what they're going to tell themselves. And now you don't have to beat Alabama twice. you
1: got to beat them once in Atlanta. No, th- that's very true. But at the end of the day, though, Brent, I'm going to be honest. Like, I get exactly what you're saying, but I see this Alabama roster and I see these receivers I see the running back, and I see the court. I mean, to me, they're too good. They're too deep in places to be, you know, to lose a game. I mean, I, I think they run the – I'm not going to say they run the, the championship, but do you, do you can you see it besides Georgia? Do you see a team beating Alabama right now? Uh, Yeah, Clemson. Well, that's what I'm saying, but like in the SEC, I guess. Oh, I'm I, mean, I mean, like um, in the championship, yeah, yeah I think it could still be Clemson. Um, but besides y- that. No, I think that's a fair point. Yeah. I Although, just think I'm gonna tell you this, talent, man, man.
0: I, I just feel like I feel like if you're watching that game, they're up 24-20. Alabama takes the lead, and again, I don't know if they would have won a shootout, but they're down and they're going in, and Stetson Bennett throws the pick, yeah, and then they come right back down and score on a on a mystery. A P.I. call, because then it's a two-score game instead of a six-point game. Yeah. And again, I'm listen, I'm not saying Alabama would have lost the game, but it changed the dynamic of the game. First, the Bennett pick. It was a bad time for it, and then the bad call because it changed it from one possession to two, and now you've got to go in chase mode, and Georgia doesn't want to play that way. Mm-hmm. If they play in a one-possession game, it's a totally different story, but went from six points to ten points. It changed the flow of that game, in my opinion, so Bennett's pick was huge. And then that, that sequence to me kind of turned it into a blow, looked a little bit more like a second half blowout, which essentially it was 41 yeah. 24. But I, I don't think they're, uh, invincible.
1: Okay. I don't think they're invincible. S- yeah, I, I get you. I just feel like they can beat you either way. They can. They can slow the game down and Najee Harris. Oh, they what a can. surprise. Alabama's got another good running back. What year is it? And then they also have Jalen Waddle. What do you want? I mean, like to me, it's crazy. Like I get the sense like Saban wants to slow the game down and everything, but all of a sudden it's like, Oh, that's right. We got Jalen Waddle, the best wide receiver in the game right now in college football and probably going to be, you know, a top five pick to say the least. Let's get him the ball as well. Oh, what's this? Another long 80 yard touchdown. Have at it. Like. To me, it's just, it's so insane just how much talent that team has.
0: You UC, see UCF, by the way, they had a 798 yards of offense and lost.
1: Yeah. <laughs> did you see what happened after the game? The kicker wanted to fight yeah. the backup quarterback? <laughs> how about that? It's crazy. Oh, man. Crazy times are limited. K- kickers wanting to fight backup quarterbacks. That's makeable.
0: One, two, 40 yards. That's all it was. Yeah. Those kickers, tough life to be Who, a kicker.
1: Did, did you have the backup quarterback winning? That, that fight, fight yeah, yes,
0: yeah. Although, like,
1: hey, a lot of emotion
0: comes from that. Kicker. I was gonna say, a lot of emotion. It would have been tough to get on the level of emotion yeah, for that back. He's punching the wall and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you, you never know, tough. Brent. You never know. Amazing, yeah. Uh, pretty good day, football though. Yeah. On sat uh, well, pretty good evening with that Alabama Georgia game and then everything else. Rays and Dodgers in the World Series. A thought on that, and uh, we'll finish with some football as well on ESPN 690 here on a Monday. There's football actually going on right now. We'll update you on the score. Oh, we don't have a TV. I would never no, really know. No, not that. Either. Yeah. Maybe it's on Twitter or something. <laughs> First pitch, fly ball, center field. Bellinger is there, and he's got it. And the Dodgers advanced to the World Series for the third time in the past four years. The team with the best record in baseball all year long, 43-17. and 17. In first place since the 13th of August are the champions of the National League.
1: But you got Dodgers or Rays? Yeah, give me the Dodgers just because I, I called them to win it when we are doing our selection show thing. So I might as well go ahead and see it through. I was pulling for the Braves. Though, I'll be honest with you. I was too. I wanted to see the. I mean, it's an upset. Obviously, I felt like if the Dodgers would have got beat, so I was hoping the Braves are going to win. Uh, yeah, I I was too.
0: Yeah. Um, Dodgers are good. They have been there yeah. before. All that stuff, and let's be honest. I mean, if you watch baseball, if you see the last two games, the Braves screwed it up. I mean, they bad base running a uh, bad situational hit. They had plenty of opportunities. At one time going into yesterday's game, there were three for 20 with runners in scoring position the previous two games. But then they even had more. They added more to that. I think they did have a hit with runner in scoring position, but then missed some more opportunities. They just didn't score enough in bunches when they had a chance to early in games the last two games of game six and seven. Mookie Betts makes an unbelievable catch. You know what's funny about Mookie? Mookie is uh, – you know, when Wade Boggs went to the, uh, the Yankees or even Roger Clemens went to Toronto and then to the Yankees, obviously landing on the Yankees, I was like, ah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. former Red Sox guys. I love Mookie Betts. I mean, Mookie Betts, unbelievable player. Mm-hmm. But I have no ill will against him. Like, I don't mind if he wins. I, like, I really like seeing him play well. And I, I think the guy's a phenomenal player and uh, plays the game the right way. All that great stuff. But and I don't I don't think I'll be mad if he wins, but I'm not necessarily rooting for him to win. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. It's kind of like when you spend three hundred and eighty million dollars on a player, I, and the Sox have done this, by the way. But it's like the Dodgers. I'm kind of like, ah, see, money doesn't buy everything. No, for sure. So I, that's it, why I kind of feel, even though believe me, the Red Sox have been there before. So I'm a little bit.
1: No. So a part of you wants to see him win it out of respect for the great player that he is, and a part of you wants to see him lose it because it's what you believe in baseball. Right and, and what you believe in baseball, Brent is that money doesn't buy everything you, you have to have the chemistry, you have to play solid you know, baseball and things like that so I get what you're saying because I kind of feel like the same way and I thought this way, this is why I don't like the New York Yankees because when I was growing up as a kid they would spend so much money on their players and they never won anything, so I cheer for them to lose because I'm cheering for the Brewers here who can't even afford like you know a decent player, they're building the farm system and here the Yankees are spending all this money so I'm with you.
0: Again, I, I gotta be a little careful here, Red Sox guy and they spend a ton of money. So, um, i am just, it does feel like the Dodgers have, I I don't know what the payroll is, it's way up there with the Yankees and Red Sox and Cubs and all those people, but it does feel like they have signed so many big name guys over the last few years, but they've also developed a lot of guys too, Uh, a lot of players, and they've done a very good job with it. I don't... Dislike the the Dodgers, uh, and I'm really a big fan of Dave Roberts too. I like him. I'm glad they stuck with him. Uh, we'll see if he gets it done. But I'm no doubt rooting for the Rays, and the Rays are one of the great stories. And plus, for Ty guy, it'd be really cool. Uh, you know, in his lifetime, he's seen the Rays go to two World Series yeah. now, but he's born in 2005, so the 2008 World Series he didn't even know what was going on. So this is pretty cool for him at 15 years old. And let's be honest, the Rays, the Dodgers probably get to more World Series. The Rays might not. 2008 was a good year.
1: It was the Phillies' year.
0: That was Phillies' year. Yeah, I yeah. like that year. Very
1: good. Uh, what <laughs> oh, you no, say? I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm watching this game. Go ahead. You guys keep going. Something crazy just happened in this game. What? So <laughs> somebody said, a- "Have you ever done a show
0: while a game's going on?" I said, yeah. "No, I don't think so." So, so they're what do kicking, we got? they're kicking a field goal and it
1: hits like the SkyCam cable. Like it's right down the middle, but it hits the cable and it doesn't go through the uprights. The do-over? No, they, they, they counted it. I'm sorry, it was an extra point, but they, they counted it. It said plus one, so they counted it. But, like, it didn't go through the uprights. It hit the cable. So, if it hits the cable, it's good. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, did I – Just aim for that, then. I can rewind it real quick, too, and show you, because that's what I have with my luxury going on. But, anyways, cool. what were you saying now?
0: 2008 was a good year, because that's
1: when the Phillies won. Ah. Uh, you know, I'll be honest, man. Like, in terms of the Tampa Bay Rays or the Dodgers, who am I pulling for? Like, yeah, I want to see the underdog, you know, do their thing, so be it. But at the same time, like, a part of me, and it's kind of like how I felt with the Washington Capitals, Alex Obechkin. I want to see Kershaw win one. Like, I, I want to see yeah. Kershaw get to the promise. Line. Yeah. I, I have no ties like to Kershaw. i that monkey off I, his back. I've bat. never been to a family reunion with Quayton Kershaw. I just feel like he's a yeah. good guy. He's one of the best pitchers to ever do in the past decade, two decades. I want to see him That's a win. good call. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good call. I mean, and and you know what? I,
0: I wouldn't mind that either because yeah. he's such a great pitcher. But the way we work, when you don't deliver in the postseason mm-hmm. and – He's really got that reputation right now, yeah. and it overshadows everything else. Yeah. And he's one of the greats of all time, so to get a World Series would punctuate that. Probably no other, pl- really no other player in this whole World Series that needs a World Series as much as Kershaw. Without a from doubt. From a legacy standpoint. Yeah. Uh, now, Dave Roberts might need it for his job. <laughs> How many <laughs> times are they going to let him go and not win? It's so, a good point, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's a good point. It's a really good point. Hopefully, it's a good series. Yeah. Uh, should uh, If the game goes, like, I, I, we can't even try to go, okay? Mm-hmm. But Ty's a Rays fan. Yeah. So should I be trying to go to the World Series with 12,000 fans how in, you, in man? Dallas, Texas? How, how couldn't you?
1: I it's an know. experience. Well, I mean, where are, you, are you thinking about it more from like a safety thing? Or no, you, no, no. Yeah, so what do just you,
0: like, I don't know, it's just weird. It's like if there's 60,000 people and you got October feeling like October. Yeah. Or do you go anyway because it's a World Series, well, you listen, might never
1: get a chance to go. If only 12,000 fans can go there, that means 11,800 are going to be Dodgers fans. Probably. Ty needs to be out there in full support of his raise, man.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can be honest with you. I'm looking into it, but it's just schedule's tough i hear you it's a tough it's just such so hard sure uh this next week so it might have to go to game six or seven to even sniff an idea of that i'll take them
1: all right <laughs> He's gonna okay well <laughs> see that that was the caveat so never mind I'm i was out. actually
0: surprised when I, I don't know what the tickets are today but i yeah. actually looked them up not as outrageous as i thought and i bet the Rays are a big part why yeah yeah and the pandemic people are a little oh. apprehensive to go sure. anywhere what do you think happens I mean, it's I think the Dodgers will win. Yeah, but I think the Rays are going to give them a run for the money. I think early games are important for the Rays to get. Okay, you don't want to fall behind to the Dodgers. Yeah. I think the Dodgers probably do win in six, unfortunately. But I'm rooting for the Rays. Cool. Just like we're rooting for the Jags. Yeah, man. Kinda. Yeah. Did we fix anything today? Not really. No.
1: I might have new job opportunities. Maybe. We'll see. We'll get a couple, couple of chances. <laughs> um, <laughs> More than the blame I game a tire tomorrow. I don't know
0: if today sucked. We'll try to fix it again tomorrow. Yeah. Live Local Loud coming up next, 7 o'clock, Florida State Coaches Show, right here on ESPN 690.